listening to Loving BDSM Podcast, mini episode number three. It's me, the one, the only, without John Brownstone right now. I'm crying. Kayla Lords. <laughs> this week, I'm still as goofy as I've ever been. And we are going to talk about the three big, prominent, but different safety philosophies in BDSM. Uh, safety is completely and totally important to BDSM if you are not doing BDSM safely say you're not doing it ethically. So let's talk about the different ways to be safe and the different ways to classify your philosophy of what it means to be safe. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday now for your kinky pleasure and education and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. If you love what you hear, we'd love a good review wherever you listen to us to help other kinksters find us. You can follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDSM the number one, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM. All links are in the show notes. A massive thank you to this week's sponsor, Hot Octopus, one of our favorite, favorite, favorite brands of vibrating sex toys for all genitals. Uh, we have used nearly every single product they make. John Brownstone has his collection. I have my collection. We are in love. Um, this week, though, special offer just for y'all. If you buy the newest bullet vibrator from Hot Octopus, the Ammo, yeah, I know. Love the name. Uh, you could save a 20% off with our special coupon code. Now, if you're like, Ammo, what? It is a bullet vibrator. Uh, it is my second favorite vibrator of theirs, but it is their newest. I have used both. I have a preference, but it's okay. Um, if you are curious about it, you're like, what is this? I will link to our review in the show notes page so you can learn more about it. But if you're like, oh, I'm, I'm here for a good sex toy sale. If you buy the Ammo and use the code Ammo, A-M-O, KL, that stands for Kayla Lord Joe, y'all. MOKL20, MOKL20, uh, April 21st through May 5th, you'll save 20% off when you buy an ammo. I believe the ammo is like 50 or 60 bucks. It's one of their least expensive toys, and then you're getting 20% off of that. So go for it. Yes, yes, we are affiliates. Yes, we make a little something. Life is good for us. We're here for it. Um, but yeah, if you've been eyeing it or if you're like, I'm stuck at home because life has turned upside down, I would like a new sex toy. I don't want to pay full price. Here you go. Uh, so it's the code is MOKL20. Y'all, I checked it four times. You know how I am about these codes. MOKL20 at hotoctopus.com. You save 20% on the ammo only. The coupon is only good for the ammo, but of course, if you want to pick up anything else, go for it. I can tease that there will be other coupon codes coming in in the weeks ahead. So this one is just for the ammo though. Okay, that is it. Thank you to Hot Octopus. We really appreciate uh, their sponsorship. Okay, safety in BDSM. So there are, I'm sure there are more than this by now, but there are three main philosophies of safety in BDSM. Now, I hope if you're hearing the sound of my voice, I do not have to go into a lecture on why safety is important in BDSM, but let me just break it down for you. On um, the kinky fuckery and the power exchange aspects of BDSM, there is the potential for harm, whether it's physical harm, emotional harm, mental harm, 
harm can be done. We play on the edge of pleasure, y'all. So if you are not thinking about safety, then you are putting yourself and or your partner in serious harm's way. Like things can, things can easily go wrong. And if you think, well, I'm a really good kingster. I'm really responsible. I don't need things like safe words. I don't need to worry about this because I know I'm going to, you know, be very careful. That is hubris at its finest, y'all. I'm going to need you to bring that bring that ego down a notch because here's the thing. The best human being I know on the fucking planet is John Brownstone. The person who loves me more than anybody else on this planet loves me, John Brownstone. The last person who would ever want to do me harm, even in a consensually kinky way, and we love some kinky consensual harm, has fucked up. He has missed a signal. He has misread a cue. He has not heard me. He has not known his own strength. And he is one of the best kingsters I know, bar none, okay? Doesn't mean he's the most knowledgeable. There's always something new to learn. But he's one of the most careful human beings I know as well. And even he has accidentally fucked up. So it can happen to anybody. If you think it cannot happen to you, I'm gonna need you to go back to some BDSM school for a little bit because it absolutely can. So having a safety philosophy is what keeps everybody safe and lets everybody get their kink on in whatever way you wanna do. So let's talk about the big three. And and I am only talking about these big three because these are the three that I know about, y'all. Uh, I am apparently old school. Uh, so is John Brownstone because we follow this first one. It's a very common one. Most people have heard it at least. And that is safe, sane, and consensual or SSC. Um, I don't know if there was anything before this one. This is the one I know and have heard the most. And the way John Brownstone and I look at it is we ask ourselves, is this kinky thing safe for us to do? Is it a sane thing for us to do? Do we consent to it? Now, the reason there are other philosophies besides this, and this one is considered kind of old school, is because one person's definition of safe might be different from another's. One person's definition of sane will be different from another's. And so it does not work for everybody. It works for John Brownstone and myself because he and I are very much on the same wavelength about what we're willing to do and what we're not willing to do, what makes us comfortable, what doesn't make us comfortable. We can follow this because if I say that is not safe, he's not going to tell me he thinks I'm wrong, that he thinks it's very safe. We tend to see those things similarly. Same with sane, okay? That's the old school one. That's the one most people are uh, familiar with. If you follow that one and it works for you, then great. If you have tried that one and you have found problems with that, then the next two may be for you. The next one is called RAC, Risk Aware Consensual Kink. This one gets into the specifics more. Risk aware, simply put, you are aware of the risk. Should it go further than that? Yes, I think personally, you should not only be aware of the risk, you need to be able to name them and you need to know how to prevent them. But understanding that there are risks to what you're doing is certainly a starting point. Consensual, okay, we all know that one. That means everybody wants to do what you wanna do. It's informed, it's enthusiastic, here we go. And then the kink, so this is what are you doing? Risk aware, consensual kink. Safe, sane and consensual is a little too soft and fuzzy for some people because it, it doesn't, there's no personal onus on an individual to truly understand what they're getting into. Uh, being risk aware means that it's not about, oh, that sounds safe. It's that you understand that there are risks and you know what those risks are. I like it. It's a good one. 
Um, I still say safe, sane, and consensual because just a creature of habit, y'all. I would say if if I thought about what I follow in practice, I'm probably more rack because I am, um, as an anxious person, I'm, I'm always thinking about the risks, y'all. So the third one, and I don't hear it very often, but I know people follow it, and that's <laughs> prick, y'all. Personal responsibility informed consensual kink. This is where we've like really gotten down into the nitty gritty. This is definitely putting everything on us as an individual to understand what we're getting into and to expect that our partner will understand what we're getting into and that we're doing this together, but we're taking personal responsibility for ourselves. Um, unfortunately, there are people out there who will absolutely rely on their partner to just inform them that this is safe. Sure, this is safe, this is fine, this is fine. And not ask deeper questions, not make sure they understand the activity for themselves, make sure they won't educate themselves on this thing. Y'all, I'm a rope bottom who does not have a bondage kink. Yes, that's a thing, it happens because I'm submissive and, and John Brownstone absolutely has a bondage kink. Um, and yeah, I make sure to have some basic understandings of what rope bondage can mean and what can be done because it's my personal responsibility as somebody who's gonna like try to keep myself safe, not just keep us safe, but keep myself safe first. So even if I never tie a knot and I never have and prob probably never will, um, even though I don't even know all the names of everything he's doing, I know enough to go, wait, that's a little tight. Hey, wait, I've got a tingle. I know, you know, my hand or I've got a pain here and I can, participate in a responsible way. So you have to pick what works for you. I would even say if you do not sort of um, closely relate to a single one, I know a lot of um, educators and people who are very um, involved in their kink communities tend to go with prick, especially when they're teaching it, personal responsibility, informed consensual kink. Um, I would say it can it can depend on the relationship. So if if you are newer, if you are um, the more experienced one, if you um, if there's a, a disconnect between you and the other person and how you view things, I would definitely say at minimum go with rack, but prick is a, is probably the best one to go with. If you've been together for a long time, you basically have you know, shorthand for ways of speaking to one another. If you are able to do the thing where you glance at one another and you know what the other one is thinking or what they would say, and you see the world in very similar ways, don't feel bad if you go, if you're safe, sane, and consensual. Um, I will probably always say that I'm safe, sane, and consensual, but the what that means to me is very uh, personalized. So I probably, I truly, I probably follow more personal responsibility informed consensual kink, um, because of how I treat that kind of stuff and how I treat the activities that we do. And I treat my personal safety and my own sense of comfort, but you'll hear me say safe, sane, and consensual pick the one that fits you understand what it means. So if you are going to say, well, I'm safe, sane and consensual, you need to understand that your definition of safe will be different from a partner's. Your definition of sane will be different from a partner's, especially a new partner. Um, so understand that those philosophies exist, pick the one that fits you. But I would say, even if you don't like walking around saying, yes, I follow prick. First of all, 
no, I do not follow Prick. I follow John Brownstone. Sorry, couldn't help myself. Um, you can still follow the philosophy of it. Personal responsibility. You're going to take care of yourself. You're going to take care of your partner, but you're going to take care of yourself. Informed. You're going to know what it is you're doing. You're going to have some basic understanding. You're not going to follow blindly. Consensual kink. Consent is always a part of this. You don't have kink if both partners are not consenting to it you have something that is abusive or borderline abusive, you have something that is definitely dangerous. If both partners are not agreeing to it in an informed, enthusiastic way, you have something but it is not kink in the way that that I personally see it. So I'm gonna stop lecturing y'all. So there's safe, sane and consensual, there's risk aware, consensual kink, there's personal responsibility, informed, consensual kink, pick the one that fits you best. But Make sure that safety is a part of your BDSM life, whether you're single or you're in a relationship. Uh, make sure safety is a part of the conversations you have before you get kinky, especially with a new person or a new activity. Um, and please, please, please avoid, actively avoid, subtly avoid, tell them to get the fuck away from you. The kinksters who try to tell you that they don't need to worry about safety. You should just trust them. Fuck that shit, y'all. Fuck that shit. Safety is important. And the best and most responsible kinksters, the ones you're gonna wanna play with or be in a relationship with are gonna respect that. Just saying. That's that's my line in the sand, y'all. So on that note, uh, just a reminder, if you wanna sort of dive more into safety and what it means and things we've talked about, uh, there will be more links in the show notes. Um, and yeah, and want to say a, uh, another big thank you to our sponsor, Hot Octopus. Remember to use that code MOKL20 to save 20% off a ammo vibrator uh, at hotoctopus.com from April 21st to May 5th. See y'all next week. Bye. <laughs>